We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Are you a broken vessel, weighted down with discouragement, illness, or perhaps a disability? Well, take heart. Whatever your burden may be, God offers treasures that will transform your life. Hello, dear listeners. You're listening to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. And here are your hosts, Paul and Tabitha Norris. Are you hiding any secrets? Maybe you're in a marriage that's floundering. Behind closed doors, you and your spouse are constantly arguing. Maybe a dark sin of the past is haunting and stripping you of joy. No matter what your story may be, one of the most magnificent, comforting, liberating messages from the Bible is that in all our sin, weakness, and failures, we can run into the arms of the one who we cannot hide from. Even in the midst of our most rebellious moments, God has made a way for us to know Him and be accepted by Him. His grace is bigger and more powerful than any of our failures. There's no sin so deep that His love isn't deeper still. There's nothing that can be exposed that the blood of Jesus hasn't covered. Jesus paid it all. His word has the power to erase the fear and shame, to quench thirsting spirits, to bind and heal every spiritual and emotional wound. With us today is Adina Dilidlo, Southwest Regional Director of Healing Hearts Ministries, bringing those who have undergone significant tragedies to a place of hope and healing through the power of God's word. Adina, we feel so blessed to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tabitha and Paul. It's just a privilege um, and an honor to be able to spend this time with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. The privilege is ours. The depth of God's unconditional, everlasting love never ceases to amaze us. We know you've seen the Lord remove griefs and the heaviest of burdens time and time again, not only in your own life, but through your ministry as well. Could you give us an overview? What is Healing Hearts all about? I would love to. You know, Healing Hearts um, has been in existence for 30 years. It was originally founded as a ministry for women suffering from post-abortion trauma. Um, but over the years, since our inception at 1988, our ministry has expanded to include biblical help for men affected by abortion, we have studies for women wounded by sinful circumstances other than abortion, and discipleship studies for youth, both girls and boys. What sets Healing Hearts apart from other organizations trying to help women overcome the pain of the past? That is a really great question. Um, you know, we minister from the conviction of the sufficiency of God's Word, that not only the Word of God and the cross of Christ are sufficient to heal the spiritual and emotional devastation that's associated with abortion, the effects of sin, both sins that we've committed and sins that have been committed by others and the trauma that that may cause. Another significant part of our success is due to our affiliation with local churches. With 30 years of ministry experience, Healing Hearts has a great deal to offer the church in its ministry to the brokenhearted. 
We've provided carefully trained counselors to come alongside to meet the ever-growing needs of a broken world. And um, so it is that partnership with churches um, that we are able to minister uh, both within the church as well as throughout our communities. Wow. That's absolutely the best, most effective way to minister to them. Can you tell us how you got involved with this ministry? Yeah. um, Actually, you know, my story really isn't very different. I mean, it's kind of every person's story in that my life has been impacted by sinful choices that I've made along with sins that had been committed against me. And one of, but one of the most significant of my choices was in choosing to have an abortion at the age of 16. Hmm. And for over 20 years, I suffered with the consequences of that one decision. It impacted every area of my life. It impacted my relationships my marriage. I often suffered with um, periods of depression, anger, anxiety, um, while all along secretly hiding in guilt and shame. And it was recommended to me by a dear sister in Christ that I take the Healing Hearts Post-Abortive Study. And it was in the study that for the first time I was able to look at my abortion in the light of God's Word. And while I had already previously confessed my sin of abortion to the Lord, it was here that I was able to fully receive His forgiveness. And the healing that, that I received set me free from the pain the guilt and the shame, and I was set free from the anger and the depression. And not only was I set free, but God gave my life a new purpose, which is to bring that same message of healing to other women, as I've had the the privilege of being able to minister to women with healing hearts over the past 15 years. Well, we really appreciate your openness in sharing those personal heartaches and failures. I think sometimes it's not easy to talk about. While you were speaking, Psalm 51 came to my mind. And this is where David admitted his shame and his guilt over his sin with Bathsheba. And in so doing, he says, I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. And I think your testimony is just an incredible reminder that there is no issue too big for God. And our Lord is not one to despise the brokenhearted. He can He can take our failures and it will encourage others not to fall. So we, we, we know the Lord is using you in that way. Absolutely, Tabitha, and I I think that one of my um, favorite verses um, that kind of tags along that line is in Psalm 34, 18, 
um, where it says the Lord is near to those that have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. There is a lot of hope in Christ. I don't know what we would do without the Lord. Why do women have abortions? You know, as I have ministered over the past several years to women, um, I, I would say that while each woman's story is unique and their circumstances vary, really the common denominator is that at the time that they chose to have the abortion, they felt as though they had no other options. Did they have options? Well, of course, we could easily say that they had options. But the the point is, is that at that moment in time, in their own minds, they thought that that was their only choice. Right. How, how does that decision affect a woman emotionally? You know, most women like myself, before I came into the Healing Heart Study and and really walked through the healing process, women and, well, I think actually most everyone really doesn't understand the full extent and how far-reaching the effects of abortion go. Um, There are many emotional consequences or reactions that um, a a woman can experience from having gone through an abortion. And just to kind of give you an idea, it's almost almost like a a checklist. And, And for some women, they may experience multiple symptoms. For others, Um, You know, they may be more specific, but, you know, it's not uncommon for a woman to experience anxiety and panic attacks, Mm -hmm. um, to have those periods of depression. There's definitely loss and grief and sorrow. There is hopelessness, helplessness. Anger, I think anger is a a huge overriding emotion that typically isn't often connected. Um, Oftentimes you'll see self-hatred, bitterness, um, and inability to emotionally be intimate. So it can affect um, relationships, um, not you know, not just the marriage um, intimate relationship. Um, there is oftentimes a fear of never having children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I know and have dear friends, um, women that had abortions, and, and there were physical consequences of that in which they were never able to conceive another child since their abortion. Mm-hmm. There's feelings of isolation. So, you know, again, it's kind of an exhaustive list, but 
I think the important thing to know is that you can't underestimate how far, um, how deep, and how wide those consequences go. Right. Wow. Much has been written and studied about the effects of abortion on women. Well, what about men? Is there a ripple effect on them as well? You know, men are, are not able to escape the consequences of abortion. The impact is every bit as real. For some men, they didn't choose or agree to the abortion, but were not able to control the outcome, and, and therefore they suffer with anger, grief, and loss. And then there are, you know, some men that may have actually convinced the woman to have the abortion and and maybe went as far as to help facilitate that. Um, here again, there are just there are there are multiple layers of the emotional consequences. The bottom line is it's sin and with sin comes um, you know, the, the guilt, the shame, the regret, and um, it overflows into their life um, in, in every area of their life from that, that point forward. And we do have men that come and, and go through the men's study, and um, it's really not unlike um, the experience that the women have in regards to the brokenness and then um, being able to walk through the healing process and come out the other side um, with, with that freedom that only God's Word brings. Abortion is actually not an uncommon experience in the U.S. According to research, nearly one in four women have had an abortion and with that number, the likelihood that we could be sitting among women, even in our own church, who have had an abortion is high. So while we want to defend what is right, I think it's important that we as Christians not be off-putting or judgmental. So how can we find that balance, Adina, of speaking boldly about the value of life and yet extend grace at the same time. In other words, how, how can we be the, the type of believer that encourages people to open up and share their brokenness with us? You know, I think that the, even the church would be surprised at the actual statistics of women that are sitting in the church, having had um, abortion or abortions in their past. And the statistics that we actually know is that the reality is really three out of five women are post-abortive. Wow. And that doesn't account for the multiple abortions that many women are having. An example, when I started ministering to women on the topic of abortion trauma, 
15 years ago in a group of five women, two of the women may have had a multiple abortion to possibly three abortions. Now in a group of five women, it is not uncommon for the women to have multiple abortions of three or four and upwards to seven or eight. So our statistics don't reveal that. And unfortunately, the statistics are no different in the church than they are in the world. Um, not to mention the fact that we're, we're not tracking um, the results of the morning after pill. So it is a very big issue. And it is in our churches. And we, you know, while speaking truth and love, we need to let women and men both know that there's hope and that there is healing. And as individuals, individual believers, and corporately as a church, we need to make it safe for the broken and the hurting to come out of the shadows. We need to extend compassion without judgment and condemnation. For many years in the church, I hid my secret because I knew, even though I knew the truth, I didn't feel safe. So I think that that is, if there's just, you know, one message to give to the church, it would be that we would provide that safe place for people to um, to reach out without the condemnation mm. and the judgment. Right. We all have our pasts, and even as believers. Uh, Sometimes we're unable to move beyond our failures and sin. How can we grasp and apply God's grace and begin in the process of healing? Well, I love the fact that um, you're indicating that process is a healing, because I think it is. It is a process. Um, You know, over the years, I've experienced situations where Um, God will miraculously heal, you know, bring a a healing touch into someone's life. I think that we all probably have stories that we could share about our own life and those of, of others around us where it's almost like God took, um, something in our life and just sort of zapped it. And, um, I think that that is a wonderful demonstration of the miraculous work that he does um, and can do. But I think more than that, what I have seen is that um, God likes to bring us through a process. And, you know, what that looks like is, is that we may know that we're forgiven, But oftentimes, it's the process of 
of that knowing moving from our heads to our hearts. Um, it's experiential and that when the Lord takes us through the healing process, we can then do the same for another. So in the case of where he zapped us, which I wish he would do more in my life, <laughs> walking through the healing process personally, then it also then equips me to be able to come alongside another and walk them through it. And, you know, I think, isn't that what discipleship is really all about um, for, for all of us every day? Adina, we're just so grateful for what God is accomplishing through the Ministry of Healing Hearts. Thank you for sharing your time with us, and thank you especially for honoring the Lord with your life. Thank you, Tabitha. I I think that, you know, in sort of wrapping up, I, I would just like to encourage um, all who may be hearing this message that the healing process is available for everyone and that the, the steps towards healing, of course, my recommendation would be for anyone that may be suffering um, in any area of their life, um, both, you know, with their present or with their past, sin or hurt or pain, that, that the next step that they would take towards their healing would be to log on to our Healing Hearts website Check out our studies. Identify the study that would best fit for you. And by registering to take the study online, um, you can experience your healing in the privacy of your home. You will be assigned a trained counselor that will walk alongside of you as you go through each chapter and each lesson. And your counselor will pray for you, encourage you, and challenge you towards the healing that God has for you and um, will bring into your life um, so that you can operate from a place of healing um, as, as opposed to that brokenness that just continues to just hold you back, um, especially in, in your spiritual walk with the Lord. So thank you, Tabitha, for um, inviting me to be a part of what you're doing. And I just pray blessings over um, the listeners today and um, for you and Paul as you continue in the work that God has called you to. Thanks for tuning in today to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. It is our hope and prayer that you will find the grace and goodness of God even in trials. We'd love to hear from you, and your feedback is important to us. You can reach out to Paul and Tabitha with comments, questions, or to share an episode with a friend in need through our website at bvhtministries.com. 
www.ghostsofthecoast.org.